welcome to the Ruby Ray podcast. At some point in our lives, we've all closed our hearts and turned away from love because we didn't feel worthy of receiving it. Now, we're remembering how deserving we are to receive and embrace a daily reality of divine love. These conversations are for those with the fire beaming within who are learning how to trust in and receive the flow of love in our life once again. The Ruby Ray is the way of the heart, honoring the deep feminine mysteries, ancient ways, and stories as we open our hearts to heal, radiate, and liberate the rising feminine in us all. I am your host, Jacqueline Norton. going on, which I'm super excited for. This is the first episode of the new Moon Sister series. So this is a collaboration between my friend Sandra and I. We've decided to come together at the new moon and full moon every moon cycle to have a conversation and share what's on our hearts at this moment in time as a way to for deeper healing and understanding and transformation for what we're all experiencing individually and collectively at this time. Sandra is the founder of Awoken Woman. It's a mystery school of feminine arts and her work it serves to open a soul road of womanhood womanhood and the incorruptible beauty of female sexuality. Her work offers in-depth trainings to refine your authentic transmissions as you share your gifts and transform the world of form as a cosmic playground. Sandra is super gifted in reading and understanding the energetics is especially pertaining to the feminine and her mission is really to keep birthing this modern mystery school feminine arts and create a safe space to heal religion relationships with sexuality, sisterhood, womanhood, relationship, and prosperity. And she's a trusted teacher, ceremonialist, healer, and guide. And I'm just so grateful for her in my life and for this co-creation together to come together and create what's resonant for us right now for you. And today's conversation is around the sisterhood wound. And the sisterhood wound is something that goes deep within our all of our lineages. It's far deeper than all of our lifetimes. And it's something that at some point we all deal with. And so this conversation talks about at what point in a woman's life the sisterhood wound arises, what is real feminine empowerment, the real disease behind the sisterhood wound, what rituals you can do to support yourself, and how to bring practices of homecoming as you move through healing this wound, what happens on the other side of spiritual death, and how sacred sisterhood is nourishment for the deep feminine soul. So 
Just a couple notes before we get going in this conversation. I want to let you know my apologies if the audio quality is a little scratchy in some places. I had a issue with my mic in this episode, so I did my best to clean it up, but if that's the case, then I'm sorry about that. And another thing I wanted to note is that we just started talking for this episode and the conversation just started rolling and I hit record. So there's no real formal intro. We just dive right into it. And these conversations are going to be a little more conversational in nature, just us jamming on a topic and what what's resonant for us right now. So I hope that it brings you lots of value and thank you so much for being here. Water, our hearts, it's really important. That's interesting that you said water our hearts because I've felt so much what's come up like with this new moon for me, which is Scorpio's water and the waters are emotions. And that's like so much of what has been just present for me lately is this like tending to my emotional body. Yeah. So I'm actually really thinking about the feminine co-creation because there is not evolution without co-creation and many spiritual paths are opening and individuals are creating by themselves and the real feminine path is the path of co-creating and knowing that we are not stepping into each other and we can get together and water our hearts and water our projects knowing that we are growing together and we are rising together and there is nobody stepping into each other's feet because there is a sisterhood wound that arises when the feminine starts to heal there is wounds that starts to arise it can be the wound with the mother it can be the wound with the sisters and many sisters are rising and in that process of rising not all the women can be supported with other women you know sometimes we point at each other and um, not knowing that if a woman rises, all the life rises with that woman and we are always evolving together inside the sisterhood. Why do you think that when a woman starts to rise, that that's when the sisterhood wound comes out, not for the, the healing, but as a part of it? Why, why does that happen, do you think? Well, I think it is a process when we start to face our feminine, the feminine opens and what it opens is what it has been there for hundreds or thousands of years. And after being in a patriarchal society for thousands of years, women weren't honoring women either. And this is not a gender, like, but at the end of the day, the women is the manifestation of the feminine embodiment through a person you know so when the feminine opens up all the feminine wounds open as well and we need to face the darkness and the shadow because that's part of the feminine path and well i've seen it in my own process and i've seen it in the process of many women that has been like empowering themselves and at the beginning can be even painful because maybe your relationships or the people that you thought were your friends or they were around you they fall apart 
for many reasons because your awakening means that you are channeling more light and your light actually creates reflection in people's shadows. So you can be an inspiration for somebody or you can be somebody that is disturbing some other people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So how do we deal with that? How What, what was your process like when when that started coming up for you? Well, my process has been really interesting because I have grown in the Spanish Pyrenees and sisterhood here has been something really normal. So I have sisters since I was three years old and it was really interesting because we have always been together. So yeah, my process has been really interesting because I've grown with sisters in the middle of the Spanish Pyrenees and we have always been supporting each other. But when I left my my homeland and I got to travel, I was seeing how there was a really big wound between sisters. And when one sister was rising or was awakening or was loving herself, that was not really well. When one sister was empowering herself and loving herself more, that was that could be taken in two different ways. One way is that you inspire others and others want to be close to you because you become magnetic. And the other way is that you intimidate people. And if there is some insecurities in other women, that is intimidating. And those women can refuse you in many ways as well. So it can be really painful sometimes. And yet, the only thing that we can do when we are going through this process of rising, of awakening, of stepping into our power and reclaiming our power again is really focus on ourselves in the sense of not that we're not in service or not that we're not thinking about the other, but it is not our our job change the, the other. So how do you balance that dance of knowing that you can't change anyone or, or their process? Process, but also recognizing that we we affect each other. Well, the entire process of awakening is a process of recognizing that every person and every situation in your life has a reason to be there. So you don't become a victim of anything anymore. You are re- you are responsible of your actions, and you can see what is happening as a consequence of your actions. So when you see life that way, you shift the perspective and you stop being a victim. Instead of accusing others, is taking the responsibility of what is the paper and the role that I, I am playing in this situation. When you focus your, your perspective in that way, there is no place for trying to change another because you know that that other is bringing an information for you. It is also a teacher from your subconscious mind. So what was your process like when you started realizing these shifts happen in your own life? <laughs> well, it's really interesting because I just started studying uh, biological decoding, hypnotherapy and regression, and I had a hard relationship with my mother. And at that time, I started traveling the world and I attracted a toxic relationship into my life, okay? And I didn't know why that relationship was really similar to the relationship of my mother and my father. 
you know? So I was escaping from something and it doesn't really matter where you go. If you are not in peace with one situation, you are going to carry that situation within yourself and you are going to repeat it over and over and over. So when a situation repeats itself, it is programming your DNA. So that took me into a journey of studying epigenetics and quantum physics for five years. And along this process of biological decoding, hypnotherapy, and doing regressions, I got to witness the power that we hold and that all the information that our ancestors carry lies within ourselves. So in the moment that you realize that and you want to dive into your cellular memory, you can shift that information. And then I was reprogramming my DNA and my reality outside myself was shifting. It was really interesting because after every decoding of the DNA or every time I did that regression, my reality was shifting in relationships, in my service to the world, even in the money that I was getting paid for my services. So it was really interesting how shifting your internal reality was changing and transforming my external reality. And I wasn't aware of what I was doing until the experience. So instead of pointing the finger, which is the knee-jerk reaction of of what to do, is this person put it all on the other person. So instead of doing that, you went internally to get to the root of it and then reprogram it or rewire it from that place to create a new cellular memory from that. When you started noticing that sisterhood wound come up or, or these toxic relationship patterns that were being carried on from your parent or from your your conditioning? Uh, I start to notice then that my entire reality was shifting. So I was having, I was traveling nine months a year, just doing like three months a year ski lessons in Canada and therapy as well. So I was basically working three months a year, traveling nine months a year since I was really young. So no one really explained themselves how cool I travel. And then that created many women that uh, were magnetized to that way of living and many other people that were refused of that way of living, you know. And um, this is, I mean, the, the sisterhood won't I've seen it all around, especially working with women, how women has that when the women haven't healed her femininity yet, she's going to refuse other women's success. She's going to refuse another woman shining. She's going to refuse not just her mother, but any part of the feminine. She's going to refuse receiving, you know. So the feminine way is about receiving. And the sisterhood wound, it is something that is in a global scale. Now the feminine is awakening, but there is many ways the feminine can awake. Feminine, to heal the feminine, is not to become a feminist. Okay, so it's something really interesting to talk about because a feminist can be somebody that creates action uh, against a patriarchy and that's a masculine way (laughs) to act into a certain holographic situation. That's not a feminine way of empowerment. A feminine way of empowerment is going within the unknown, within yourself, within within your subconscious mind, within the dark, 
and then rebirth herself from the deepest shadows and the deepest uh, areas where most of people is afraid to go to. Okay, so feminine empowerment, it is way deeper than many people think. So you're saying that the difference between the feminine in being a feminist is because being a feminist is taking action towards something which is a very masculine, energetic way of doing things, but taking action, the doing. What would you say distinguishes the feminine, the feminine way versus being a feminist? What are some of those practices where to take action, you know, to be civically engaged or involved or maybe in a political or social arena? What would the path of the feminine way look like? Well, there is many ways we can understand feminist, okay? Because thank you f for many women that did create action in some time of the human history. Today, many women can vote, you know, and today many women have human rights, okay, because the women has been during thousands of years like a second class human. So thank you for many women that really stand up and talk and take a lead. We have rights today, okay? The thing that I'm talking about, the feminist way of approaching the situation is believing that you can step on top of the masculine as is the masculine is less than you are, you know, or there is many ways of feminine empowerment that is really superficial and um, thinks that empowering women is stepping over a man and or over the masculine and that's not right either you know that's a wound it's like you hurt me I hurt you back and the feminine is not competition it's integration the real feminine empowerment is going into the unknown healing your subconscious mind stepping into the mystery and from there you can rebirth yourself as a wom woman and you can initiate men and women into those practices beautiful and so when we talk about the sisterhood wound and kind of like when you talk about doing regressions and you're getting to the root of what happens in early childhood that causes loop or this trauma that now needs the healing and so what do you think is the root of the sisterhood wound if we were to go back through history to that regression point to that seed point what do you think started it I think it's separation with source. If you think you are separated from source and you see a woman that is connected from the source, that woman becomes magnetic. So you can think that she has something that you don't, you know, and in that case, you, you think that that's a competence. So the real disease behind the sisterhood wound is thinking that she has what I can't have, you know. So it's a wound of feeling disconnected from the source. And so going back to your personal experiences, because I know we learn so much through hearing our own experiences and stories through things. And what was it like for you when you started to realize these changing relationships in your life, the breaking away of some relationships and the formation of new ones and, and other ones and, and witnessing some relationship pull away? How was that emotionally to you? And how did you deal with those emotions? coming up because even though we can understand it I think it can be different when we're processing it 
I think the way I approach those changes into my life has been changing along my life, okay? At the beginning, it was really painful because letting go of somebody that's important from you can be really painful when it's the first time. It can be a loving relationship or a family member that dies, you know? So it's you live a death into with all your emotional body. So it is painful, but it's also exciting when you realize that there is an empty space for something else to be created. So um, the process has become more uh, more like an adventure now because I have redefined what death or end is because the feminine way is redefining a uh, death. The death is a process of a life, death, rebirth. So when you know that there is life into a relationship, then there is death. You know it's not the end. Death is not the end. It's a rebirth. So when you actually invite rebirth to be part of a closing of a cycle, then it's not painful any longer. You can say thank you for this situation and you can keep walking forward. Okay, so I think... Um, through these uh, chaotic transitions that we are happening, that are happening right now in our modern culture, we need to understand that the feminine brings to our awareness what is the meaning of life, death, rebirth. And we are rebirthing a new way of living. So there is many things that are crashing down and there is old paradigms that are being left aside, maybe are old relationships, old patterns of, of seeing life. You know, it can be all beliefs systems but in the process of dissolution of that old paradigm there is a certain density on it you know you are letting go of something and then you enter into the unknown you can be comfortable with the unknown or uncomfortable with the unknown that's why it's really important for us right now to really integrate the feminine abilities of like life death rebirth because death is never the end if you look it at if you look at reality with these eyes Right. And so it's like with that lens that you just explained, it's like we can put on some new sunglasses, or a different shade of a, le- exactly. of a lens, like when you're going through something like this and be like, okay, I can get caught up in my emotions and in the, the pain that is currently happening, or I can choose it to see it through a different lens through this lens of death and rebirth. And notice this is just a new beginning or a new opening for deeper exploration into the unknown yeah also like the death process is a process of dissolution there is no way of escaping that process can be painful many times and it will be painful especially because that's a path of initiation you know so there is a descent a descent that you go into the dissolution of self and in that dissolution of self the only thing that's going to remain is truth and i normally recommend when you are living through a process of death or dissolution in many ways to ask mentoring from somebody that you trust or to find shelter or to turn on a candle you know to really bring the the rites of passage and the 
the rituals back into your life so you can find a place of homecoming where you feel safe while all your life can be dissolving at the same time, you know? So there is something that is there for you. It can be a candle. It can be a prayer. It can be a relationship. It can be a conversation. It can be walking through nature. But I really recommend to bring practices of homecoming deeper than we have known before. And those practices are, in a way, a sense of coming back to the womb where you can regenerate yourself before you birth again. It's like when we don't have anything to anchor into or we're losing those anchor points, maybe through friendships or relationships or other things that anchored us and those ties are being cut in our life, we can come back to the practice of anchoring ourselves into the earth. And so what are your what are some of your practices of homecoming that you return back to when you're in that space of needing to go deep, anchor deeper into yourself during these times of transformation. Well, there is many ways and many many practices. Walking through nature, being around nature, also uh, meditation, solo time. I'm a lonely wolf, so I like solo time. And uh, you can take it to the next level and do like a vision quest or shamanic death, which is a ritual where you isolate yourself into into some safe spaces to really go through this. You know, my own personal journey has taken me to really honor the four seasons. And um, during seven years, I was going to Canada and for four months, I was really embodying a death in to the cold winters where I was isolated from everything and everyone. So I really, really honor this process of descent or death or dissolution. But the main thing is that you have solo time so you can really hear yourself and feel yourself fully without any distraction. You said that the feminine is co-creation. And so as we move through these these winters and these seasons of rebirth and of death and of regeneration, what arises when we stay in that process of, of rooting deeper into ourselves and in our connection with ourselves? What What's on the other side of that in kind of further along on the feminine path? Well, the beautiful thing about it is that you find vision. You find your vision or your vision finds you, which is another way of seeing it. Then you realize what is for you and what is not for you, what is that you are good at and what is that you are not good at. And at the end of the day, we are all connected to that source and the higher vision is always a service to humanity or to others. And we can see many light workers around the world that you can be a musician or you can be a copywriter or a mother. You know, you don't need to do something specific to be a light worker. You just uh, want the best for you and everyone around you, right? So in that process, you find your space, you find your role and you own it. And in that role, you are in service to others. There is no way of being in service without others receiving your gift And in that way, giving and receiving is the same. So in the moment that I am giving and you are receiving or I am talking and you are listening, there is an interaction. So you need to be in the other side of this podcast to be to really be receiving the information that these words carry. So there is always two 
for the magic to happen. Okay. And then the feminine is always, instead of competition, is always integration. So we can be like an, like Mother Earth, like an ecosystem. Instead of competition, it is co-creation. Is If we look at Mother Earth, everything is an ecosystem and every animal, plant or element has its role for the good of the rest of the ecosystem. So the feminine is really coming back to the natural law. And in natural law, everyone has a part on the entire existence. So what do you think we are moving through now as a collective, the collective feminine, and not even just as women, but men too, like this is this feminine energy that's rising on earth right now that's anchoring in? What are you witnessing and feeling on a collective level? Well, at this moment, from my perspective, I'm seeing death and rebirth happening simultaneously. <laughs> depending where we focus on. So it's not that actually one happens before the other, they are happening simultaneously. But what is normally happening is what is more painful is the one that screams the most without realizing that there is something arising behind. Okay. I love that. (laughs) I just love how you explain that. that I feel like this is so much what I'm feeling in my own process right now. And I'm sure it's just me picking up on the collective of what we're all going through. It's like there's this fertile space or ground where it's the, the death and the rebirth is happening. And then there's just this like portal of emptiness that can just be rooted into and anchored into if we choose to. Yeah, we are doing a quantum jump. And what this means is that all the possibilities are available. (laughs) All of them, depending where you focus your attention, you are going to leave that. That's why it's really, really important right now to have like a solo practice where you can know what is that you want and you can redirect your energy towards that direction so you can manifest that reality. Yeah. Yeah, at the beginning of of all of this, I heard pandemics can be portals. And that saying is just proven to be more and more true and that we we really have this gift of time right now. And the choice is ours, how we use it, what intention that we bring to it and to, Mm -hmm. to bring in our creative powers to really be the creators of whatever reality we want. Yeah, so the old belief systems and limiting belief systems are dissolving. And in those belief systems, there is time and space. So when time and space is dissolving, we enter the quantum world. And in the quantum world, there is no time, there is not space. There is just energy moving, right? So that's why many spiritual practices are arising because spirituality in this moment is the gateway to really understand and create your reality from now on. And if the person is really septic, I really will invite them to to take some belief systems through a spin because otherwise can be really painful. We need to take our limiting beliefs and look at them into the eyes and see if that's serving us or is not serving us because all the old paradigms are shedding out and the more we refuse it or the more we resist the change, the more we will will suffer. So um, it's about surrender. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I'm just thinking, you know, the path for those that are struggling to really integrate the feminine within themselves and have these uh, motherhood wounds or deep feminine wounds from childhood of being bullied or left out or these deeper things, what, what the path of integration is like, because there is, I also acknowledge that there can be a lot of resistance to claiming our part in it or to integrating these really deep aspects of the feminine yeah and what i really want to to kind of uh, redefine is that the feminine is not just joy and fun that it is but until we get there it is painful or it was painful in my reality and in many people that i see around because to bring the light from your heart and from your the core of your being You need to integrate a part of your shadow. And through the shadow, it is a process of transformation and dissolution. So why do you think that the feminine is so much about co-creation? If we look at the masculine and the masculine way is very much like out alone. I mean, in primal times, like hunting or surfing or like doing some solitary sort of thing where they really can regenerate and find their peace through that solitude and that aloneness. And why do you think the feminine is so much about co-creation and in contrast? Well, if we go and look at natural law, we can see how the lions live. You know, like the lionesses, they they live together. They take care of the cubs together. And the male lion is taken off by the alpha lion after uh, some time, you know. So the male is activated by other male, kicking him off from the family, okay? And that's a rite of passage for this lion to get to know life and to get to become a real uh, masculine that can procreate later on. And everyone knows that when in a lion clan, the alpha lion dies, the entire clan, clan of lions is going to die later on because the female cannot take the calves out of the, the family, you know? So, so the lion, the alpha lion has a role for the beta lions, uh, same as the alpha male has always information and activations for the beta males. But in the feminine and in the women, in nature and in the human uh, race, we can see that the women were living together and they were procreating together and they were living together in caves and they were cooking. Through the sisterhood, they were having the path, the path and passages to, to growth, you know. So the sisterhood itself is a rite of passage for women because nature has done it that way. If we look at nature or if we look at humans thousands of years ago, the female were together. And then during the patriarchy, that is when there is more feminine symptoms like breast cancer, womb cancer, women uh, separated from other women. We see that the women has been separated from other women when a woman nourish herself from her sacred sisterhood. So sacred sisterhood is nourishment for the feminine, for the deep feminine soul. This is an invitation to really welcome the sisterhood back to our lives because I witnessed that into my life. My life has completely changed when there is 
powerful women around me. And the more I am with sisters, the more sisters I want, you know. So sisters are rites of passage for other sisters as well. Mm. Wow, I love that. What do you think makes a sisterhood different than, say, a female friendship? Well, a sisterhood is more than a special relationship between two people. It's something that runs deeper in our soul. It's knowing that we are an extension of the Divine Mother. And even if you don't see yourself, I can see yourself and help you remember. So this is not about saying you are my friend, you are not my friend. You can resonate more with one woman than with another woman. You can resonate more with one person than with another person. But when a woman or a group of women get together with, with a shared goal, many beautiful things happen. And this is not intellectual. This is a practice. This is a way of living. It's not something that I can explain through here. It is an experience because it's a deep, nourishing soul that happens when many women get together around one intention. Is there anything else that you want to say about sisterhood and the sisterhood wound and where we are as a collective with women right now? Well, even in the sisterhood, there is sisterhood wounds that are going to arise, okay? You don't need to be a healthy woman to have a sisterhood. But if you have a sisterhood, all your wounds will be shown and will be uh, washed away as well because there is something in the nature of women getting together and that is that we all share a subconscious and a collective field where we can reflect to each other what we need to hear, what we need to see. So I recommend to, to really open up to to a healthy sisterhood where you can go and be vulnerable and relax sharing your stories and just you can just heal the sisterhood wound through sisterhood it's simple like that knowing that you can trust sorry knowing that you can trust not just one woman but a tribe of women behind you that's really powerful yeah, I mean, it's it's life-changing. <laughs> it really changes the fabric <laughs> of our being. So for someone who's listening and is like, oh my gosh, I don't have this in my life. Where do I find this? How do I find this? Where does this even exist? This is nothing like the relationships that I have. What would you say? Well, I will say that there is many communities all around the world that hold sisters together. In Awoken Woman, we have also a sisterhood that is international where we gather online or we are doing live events in Mexico, in Spain and in many other places. Like I can just talk through my experience. If you really need to connect with women, this is an invitation to to really go and connect with them or find a way of Knowing where in your community there is a physical a sisterhood or women's circles that are happening so you can connect with them. All right. Well, where can people find you? 
Basically, we have a Awoken Woman in Instagram and in YouTube as well. And that's for the online community, which is an online sanctuary and sacred sisterhood where we share information, where we gather together, where we do trainings for women, you know. I think that's the best way to really connect through the website and depending your needs, we can, we can keep forward. You know, there is an online school where there is an inner community of women doing many practices are getting together. Amazing. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking about this today. I think it's very potent right now for a lot of what we, we the women, we the collective are experiencing, and it's a really important thing to talk about. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jack. <laughs>